With Stebbing's caveat in mind, consider again the word robot in Dawkins' 1976 state statement. We are survival machines. Robot, later, page 21, qualified as lumbering robot. Vehicles blindly programmed to preserve the selfish molecules known as genes. A robot is a mindless automaton. Perhaps some animals are robots. We have no way of knowing. However, Dawkins is not referring to some animals, but to all animals. And in this case, specifically to human beings. Now to paraphrase stabbing, quote-unquote robot, can be opposed to thinking being, or it can be used figuratively to indicate a person who seems to act mechanically, but there is no common usage of language that provides a meaning for the word robot, in which it would make sense to say that all living things are robots. If humans are robots, robot has no meaning. Similarly, lumbering can be opposed to graceful. But there is no common usage of language in which it would make sense to say that all living things are lumber. It should not be supposed that Dawkins is merely employing colorful language in order to emphasize nature over nurture. On the contrary, he is not concerned with proximate causation at all. Presumably, Dawkins intends to contrast dramatically the theory of evolution with unspecified competing theories of ultimate causation. The sense of his statement is that organisms have been designed by natural selection. The purpose of the robot metaphor is to communicate astonishment at this fact to the reader, as his subsequent sentences make clear. This is a truth which still fills me with astonishment. Though I have known it for years, I never seem to get fully used to it. One of my hopes is that I may have some success in astonishing others. The reader is indeed astonished to learn that he is a robot. For the same reason he is astonished to learn that his floor is not solid, neither claim is true. The concept of natural selection is astonishing, but so are all the theories of ultimate causation. Some human intuition apparently has not been designed to perceive ultimate causes. Any conceivable ultimate explanation of life is bound to be astonishing if it is really thought about, just as the idea of an infinite universe and the idea of a finite universe are equally astonishing. Dawkins' rhetoric on the selfish gene might actually promote such competing theories of ultimate causation.
as the one advanced in Genesis, since whatever its shortcomings, Genesis at least has the virtue of not claiming that humans are robots or that gazelles lumber. In summary, the rhetoric of the selfish gene exactly reverses the real situation. Through metaphor, genes are endowed with properties only sentient beings can possess, such as selfishness. While sentient beings are stripped of these properties and called machines, had Dawkins intended to convey the message that behavior is might is more innate than it is commonly intended only to contrast a particular theory of ultimate cause with competing theories any pedagogical gains are in my opinion more than offset by semantic and conceptual loss Furthermore, the anthropomorphization of genes just the like the creation of anthropomorphic deities and the reification of societies obscures the deepest mystery in life sciences, the origin and nature of mind.